0: Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in California, USA. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is introducing a new product, The Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant. And we'll hear more about those later, but Diane has our review of the week now.
1: I do have our review of the week. This came to us via email from Faith, and she says, just wanted to say a huge thank you for your amazing podcast. I'm a full-time mom from the UK and gave birth to a gorgeous baby boy during this crazy pandemic. He is now almost five months old. I chose to breastfeed from the beginning and after many issues with tongue tie, three cases of mastitis, and very little support, I really feel like I've worked so hard but have doubted myself. We have also bed shared from the early days due to him not wanting to sleep in his crib. What a shocker. I have postnatal anxiety and listening to your podcast on my morning runs and walks with baby has been so validating and I felt like I've had two friends chatting with me which has been great in this quite lonely time. Thank you. This is fantastic. Congratulations to you, Faith, for coming this far. It's really hard when you've got, I mean, first of all, it's hard to have a baby, right? And it's hard to like transition. And then you've got a pandemic and then you've got breastfeeding problems and you feel lonely and isolated. And like, it's so hard to overcome all that stuff. So congratulations to you because that's amazing. And we're so glad to be, we were able to join you for that because that's what we're here for, right? What we want. So Absolutely. if you have a review for us or you want to, you know, send us your thoughts, we would love that, you know, we can make you our review of the week. You can put it on iTunes, which is really helpful, or you can send it to us via email at gmail at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. But yeah, so yes. welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. We had
0: a break? Me? <laughs> everybody oh, yeah. I know. Everybody. Yeah, so everybody <laughs> had a break from the podcast and I went away into the woods for 2 weeks and so now I'm kind of like a woodsman, just like one of those like people that lives in the woods that doesn't see anybody and I don't really know how to interact with people anymore.
1: You're like a, our own little Bigfoot person. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so um,
1: jealous. I want to go away into the woods and like not hear from anybody. Yeah, for, like, and I
0: planned three. to be off of social media for 2 weeks and I did it mostly. I had to check in, like, a couple times, but um, I mostly just completely disengaged from that, which was really wonderful. And it turns out that if you go off of social media for a while, that the world doesn't end. Ah, Because, by the way, the world was ending before. (laughs) We were all on social media, and it was still ending. And then I went off of social media, and I came back, and the world's still ending. So nothing really changed from me going off of social media except that, It felt really good to not hear about the world ending every two seconds.
1: Right. I mean, that has to be like make your brain like totally rewired in a different way.
0: Absolutely. Totally. And um, while I was in the woods, I was thinking about lots of things because, you know, when you're away from your normal things, like all these things kind of all these other things come into your mind. And it's really it's really nice to be like, oh, I actually have like some original ideas or some, you know, some thoughts in here that are actually my own. And you're not like
1: mad all the time, right? Like just enraged at society all the time. Right,
0: like triggered constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. And the kids are just like playing with each other. And it's like, wow, this is how... And you don't have like all the extra stuff. We didn't have like any of our internet. We didn't have like the all the screens. We didn't have all of our normal. We're in this just this cabin that has your basics, and you know it's actually like people you can survive that way, and it actually feels like much healthier.
1: Ah, oh, it's amazing.
0: Um, but while I was there, I was thinking about something, and I was like, oh my god, we should totally do. Actually, I was thinking we should do a whole podcast, <laughs> a whole separate <laughs> podcast about. This. And um, so I said to Diane last night, I said, So she's like, So what do you want to talk about tomorrow? Because I just got back. She's like, Can you even like talk? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. And then I was like, Well, I just have some thoughts, I'll just talk about that. And then I was like, Oh my god, I don't even know if I can articulate these things. And then I have to tell Diane first what I'm gonna say. And she's like, Well, how about you just tell us all at the same time?
1: Yeah, we'll just do it (laughs) ourselves.
0: Everyone's finding out, including Diane, what this episode is about right now.
1: What might be our new venture for a podcast? Yeah. So stay tuned for that.
0: So so I was like thinking, so you know know how we talk about like marketing when it comes to like formula companies and how formula company marketing, um, you know, really changed the cultural norms of breastfeeding and bottle feeding. Mm -hmm. You know, and this was like coming from Corporations, huge, huge multi-billion dollar corporations, um, their goal was to make everyone think that breastfeeding wasn't wasn't, you know, it was dirty, it was, you know, it was for, you know, I don't know, third world countries, and it's not really, you know, your breast milk doesn't have everything you need, and you really this formula is the best thing you should have, and these bottles are the best thing, and this is the way that babies should be fed. And that became a cultural norm. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just commercials that you saw on TV. I mean, it was that. But then it turned into, it shifted the culture into breastfeeding became, I mean, almost eliminated. And bottle feeding is now the norm. Right. And so I'm thinking, I'm like jogging in the woods. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. So if that's true, well, then why wouldn't that apply to, like, all these other cultural norms that we have? We live in this culture, we live in this capitalist culture, like the most capitalist nation in the world. I mean, it's our religion, right? Capitalism and consumerism. Is, oh, yeah. is like a, the American, the new American dream, the American religion. And um, so I'm like, wait a minute. So if that, if these corporations and this marketing is like affecting affected bottle feeding and breastfeeding so much like why do we talk about it like that's the only thing it did like what if that actually affects our entire lives every single thing that we do and we think that we need to do and that we're pressured to do and that we feel like we need to do in order to be worthy a good mom a good wife a good whatever so I'm thinking because I have a, a friend of mine came with us to camp I, just another family, you know, so another family was there. And she was like, "Uh, it was two weeks. So it's like, no, who has two weeks without underwear? So there's like, <laughs> um, there's laundry, right? So she's like, I was like, okay, this stuff is like, so and it's dirty. It's yeah. just so dirty. Everything is so dirty. There's like a beach. All the cabins are around this beach. And it's everything is sandy. The cabins are sandy. Everything is sandy and dirty. And it's just everywhere all the time. It's in the beds. It's in the floor. It's on the floors. It's everywhere. And like after like it rains or they get wet or whatever, then it's just like sand and dirt caked into pants. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is like we need to like I need to do a load of laundry halfway through this two week thing. And my friend, she's dragging her towels and her sheets over there, too. And I was like, oh, wow, you're washing your sheets. And she's like, yeah, you know, fresh linens. And I was like, um, oh, <laughs> I don't like do my laundry that often like when I'm at home. Um, and she's like, oh yeah, I know I grew up, you know, it's like, and we had this whole conversation about like how she grew up and her mom was like, you need to change your sheets every week. You need to have new fresh linens, and you had to have fresh towels and you have to, and I'm like, what, why, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. Where did this idea come from that everything has to be sterilized and clean all the time? And this is a funny conversation to have in the middle of a global pandemic. I realize. <laughs> it's like just let everything be dirty don't clean anymore like okay so in normal times like this conversation would probably go better but i realize we're in a global pandemic and there has to be some sort of like washing but like i remember in when i lived in new york city i remember this ad and it was it was uh It was a bed. There was like a bed there. And there's a guy who's like about, he's like jumping up and he's like going to dive into his bed, you know, like, ah, I'm in my bed. And at the last second, he looks down and it's just mud. It's just like (laughs) rolling mud and germs and bacteria. And it was like, and he was like, ah, and then he like falls into his bed, which is just like mud and disgustingness. I mean, oh, my God. So run to the freaking washing machine. Yes. Then now we have a nation of people freaking out about all of the deadly bacteria that's in their bed sheets. Yep. And so now we have people freaking out, going, Oh my god, this is what I need to do. I need to clean, I need to clean. And we, you know, we do this, this happens with all aspects of our lives, right? Right. And we think that these are these things that need to be done. Where, where did it come from? I mean, we can't ask this, answer this question right now, but in your life, every time you think about what you need to be doing, I mean, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop and be like, who profits from me thinking that I need to do this, right? And, so and I-
1: subliminal it's those subliminal messages you know and i remember learning that in school that like you look at that billboard as you're driving the huge mcdonald's billboard and then you're like oh french fries sound really great right now you know it's just like that they're just like targeting you you don't even realize it
0: exactly and that's why people say i'm not affected by advertising i drove by that billboard and i didn't buy french fries because i don't want to buy french fries okay That doesn't mean that you're not affected by advertising because we all are it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you purchase in that moment what matters is the messages that are being sent and absorbed into the collective conscious of society you know we have this message we have these messages now that bottles are normal that cleaning and sterilizing your home is normal and is expected it makes you a good person it makes you it it makes this is what you're supposed to do this is what is expected of you Mm -hmm. this is you know the germs that are in your that are in your sheets (laughs) are are dangerous and you need to take them out and you need to clean frequently otherwise these dangerous germs again a funny conversation i have in the middle of a global pandemic (laughs) clean your doorknobs and wash your hands like i get it but like normal speaking, like, we are being driven to do things that we think are, like, you know, healthy slash unhealthy, whatever, that I'm curious where that message is coming from. Because there's also plenty of information out there that living in these sterile environments isn't healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm focusing on cleaning, but this can go to anything, you know, it can, it can spread to anything that you think that you need to be doing the things that you think that we think, you know, are going to, and this, all of this, here's the, here's the big point. Here's my big, big neon sign that says control women. All of this leads to keeping women. Cause whose job is it to clean the sheets? Oh, right. Yep. Whose job is it to make sure everything is clean? Whose job is it to make sure that your child is getting um, all of the nutrients that they need? And by the way, break down all those nutrients and count them every day. Right. And you know, be pressured to you know feed you know to, to just be perfect. And you know the way that you're that you're the way that you're feeding, the way that you're cleaning, the way that you're dressing, the way that you're grooming, the way that you're that the way that you're eating, the way that your body is shaped, the way that. You know the way that you think about what's your you know expected of your partner, what's expected of your kids. I mean, it it penetrates absolutely everything, and the messages control women because because women have traditionally and will always threaten the power of the establishment. Mm -hmm. We have always threatened it, and we have always been seen as a threat, so we will always be targeted in a way that makes us busy 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 worry worry you know about everything so that we can just stay in our houses and stay worried be scared be controlled be fearful focus on focus on all of that stuff that you're supposed to be focusing on and don't focus on you know the 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 establishment that's holding you and you know other people down And, you
1: know, we see this a lot with social media. And how many times have we seen, like, maybe you'll Google what's the best baby carrier. And then all of a sudden on your Facebook feed comes up ads for baby carriers constantly. Right. Like they are like you are being just monitored, like targeted, especially when you look at like the baby world, because everything there is like you have to have this or you're not a good mom. You have to have this product or you're not a good mom. You have to have this for your baby. You need to have this for your baby. Walk into any baby store and there's like a million things and everything is targeted as you need to have this for your baby. This is the best thing for your baby. This is the best bottle for your breastfed baby. And people believe that. Oh, this is the best one. It says so on the package. It's the best one for my baby.
0: And if I don't get this, my baby's not going to have absolutely everything it needs. Right. And then that makes me a bad mom. Right. You'll never ever see marketing or ads or anything like that about things that actually need to be done. Responding to your baby, holding your baby, breastfeeding on demand. Like you've never seen anything like that because you can't profit off of that. No, you can't. So it's literally not a cultural norm. It's not just about commercials. It's not just, well, I don't know, I don't commercials don't bother me, commercials don't affect me because I didn't end up buying it. It's not it doesn't not it's not about that. It's about the messages that are being sent that we are absorbing and we've created into cultural norms and expectations for parents and babies and and, and women and men and and everyone else in between. Right. I mean, we know that breastfeeding is not
1: just about how to feed your baby. We know that there's a zillion other reasons why babies breastfeed. Right. And that it brings them. Stay tuned next week. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, but like, and we'll talk, like you said, we'll talk more about this in upcoming episodes, but like psychologically, physiologically, you know, like. Relationship wise, stabilize, regulation, all of those things are very, very, very important for a newborn baby. And they access all of those things through breastfeeding. You don't hear that when people say, oh, you know, if you can't breastfeed, even every single one of those articles, blogs, mommy pages, mommy groups that say, oh, you know, it's okay if, if you can't breastfeed. We just want your baby to be fed. We just want you. And yes, that's true. That's absolutely true. But nobody ever, ever, mentions what you get from breastfeeding that isn't food related. Nobody talks about that. Right.
0: Right. And there's, and there are, you know, there are products I consume. I buy things, even though I've decided to stop a, a global pandemic aside, disinfecting mm-hmm. every area of my home normally not right now. Um, Cause I'm certainly doing that, but you know, I, I mean, we consume things. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like we live in this, we live in this world, people make cool things that make life easier. And like, I can't, I'm not going to go into the store and buy the cheapest bottom shelf shampoo that I can get. Cause it turns my hair into a bale of hay. Right. Like I want certain things that make me like, you know, that make things like the way feel good and make my life easier and all of that. Like I, that's true. All of this is true. But there are certain things that have penetrated us in a way that we now are, have to, has totally affected our behavior and our expectations of ourselves and our people. And that's, that's scary right. to think how deep that goes and, and to think about the things that we're doing that are like unnecessary, keeping us busy, keeping us quiet. And especially, oh, here's my next point. But why don't we, let's take a break from our sponsors that actually have cool things to offer. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'll get back to my point in a second. Yes. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Fairhaven Health is excited to introduce Sage Personal Moisturizer and Lubricant, the newest product in their vaginal care and comfort collection. Products designed to support vaginal health through every life stage. Sage is designed to replenish your natural lubrication and provide temporary relief from vaginal dryness. While vaginal dryness is most common in older women, there are a handful of other factors that lead to vaginal dryness. Breastfeeding, antidepressants, some fertility and cancer medications, stress, and even exercise. As with all their vaginal care products, Sage is made without estrogen, parabens, glycerol, or coating oils. Check out Sage and all the other vaginal care products at fairhavenhealth.com, that's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com, and use promo code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in California, USA that also won't leave your hair Feeling like a hail of bay, Bay, hail of bay, (laughs) a bale of hay. (laughs) I was in the woods. Leave me alone. The Tahitian collection includes the Island Bliss shampoo and luscious island conditioner, protective protein mist and Tahitian hair oil. I just named what I do in the morning every few days. These are formulated with oils such as coconut oil, linseed oil, jojoba oil and mangongo oil and argan oil. These oils provide extra moisturizing to control frizz, prevent breakage, and restore dry and brittle strands, leaving your hair luscious, shiny, and soft. All of Original Sprout's products are paraben and phthalate-free, safe for everyone, vegan, and cruelty-free. They are not just for babies anymore. Check out the entire line at Originalsprout.com. That's original sprout. And use code BADASS for 25% off your order. Um, All of these sponsors, their promo codes and their links can be found in our show notes at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Scroll down to this episode and the show notes underneath it, and you'll have all the details for the sponsors there, badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You will also find our breastfeeding resources Um, all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. Um, And our shout out of the week goes to normalize breastfeeding official. This is um, the photography page for the photographer, Vanessa Simmons, who I have the pleasure of calling a friend and I've spent time with her here in Chicago when she was on one of her uh, tours a couple of years ago. And you should follow it if you're not already following her. Again, it's Normalized Breastfeeding Official. She's got intensely, insanely beautiful photos. She's an extremely talented photographer. Her photos have been um, a part of a breastfeeding campaign in Philadelphia on billboards. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like just total badass. And give her a follow. She also has a website, normalizedbreastfeedingofficial.com. And that's all I got. And And yes, no, that's
1: amazing.
0: Yeah. So I want to say, so listen, so we have all these things, right? And I feel like we go through our lives mostly like before we have kids and we're just like, okay, you know, like I'm just going to do this. Okay. Like I should eat this way and I'm going to clean my house and I'm going to just do this. And we're kind of just rolling around doing things. Um, And then you have a baby and then you have like a whole other life to care for. And then we're still under this, this impression I feel like these things like about our bodies, the way that our bodies are controlled and regulated, you know, these issues that we see a lot of that, a lot of times it never co- becomes, we never become aware of it until we have children. Right. And it's like, Oh, that's what my boobs are for. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were just for like, you know, shaking and licking, you know, I, you know, you don't, you don't think about this until you have a baby and all of your body starts working in ways that maybe you never even thought about. Right. But that it's actually four. And then you have a newborn baby that needs everything from you all the time. And then you're like, oh my God, I still have to clean the house. I got to clean the dishes. I got to clean that. I got to clean those harmful, you know, bacterial diseases out of my sheets and my towels and the floor. And my friend at camp, she was like, I'm gonna, I, feel, I think I'm going to bring a Swiffer next year. I'm going to like oh. Swiffer the floors. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like we are living in the woods like can you like can't you see that we're fine
1: right like it's fine fine. yeah it's like I don't
0: want sheet in my I don't want sand in my sheets either so every night I would kind of like shake the sheet down and then like every few days the sand would get annoying on the floor and I'd sweep it up but like you know we're this is like we're fine and like if you have a baby right now and you're feeling completely overwhelmed you have to know that it is not you it's not that you can't do it it's that this is undoable Mm -hmm. this is totally undoable it's like all this stuff is just trying to keep you busy all you need to do right now is pick up your baby and feed your baby you don't have to sterilize your entire environment okay again a funny thing to say during a pandemic (laughs) clean the doorknobs
1: but you i mean you kind of do this with like oh god like like you said, like you, you're you supposed to be concentrating on this baby. And then society's like, oh, yeah, you should be eating this certain way. Oh, you're, you know, you're postpartum. You're supposed to be and you're breastfeeding. You should be eating this eating this certain diet. You should be having all these fresh yeah. things in your house. You should be only eating organic. You should be only putting into your body what you want your baby to be access to. You should. And you're getting all this stuff thrown at you. And it's like, who's got time for that? And then right, if you and- are adding other kids in the mix. You know, you have a new baby, plus you have maybe two others that are running around or something like and you're supposed to be making these meals for everybody and you're supposed to be cleaning up after everybody and you're supposed to be doing all these things like that. Like you said, that is undoable. The undoable thing that is like our quote for 2020. Like it's undoable. That's Um, all we we need to just like remember about this year. Because that is not realistic. But we see these things constantly about, oh, and then things that make it easier for you. I posted something on my Facebook the other day about like um, women that are, you know, go back into the healthcare field after they have a baby. They work in the healthcare field in some way, shape, or form. And they're pumping and how impossible that is for them, how that can be so impossible and hard for them. And, People were posting on there about like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I have to have this kind of certain pump to be totally hands free so that I can still do all my notes and still do all these other things and still do that. And it's like, why do we need to multitask like that? I mean, I get it. But
0: why does that have to be in, like, why is that? Why is that necessary? I know. And it's like, it's a thing to show off now. It's right. Like, Look at all the things I'm doing at the same time. It's like, Jesus Christ, it shouldn't be this way, but it shouldn't be on purpose. The system wants you to drown. Yeah. And the the things that are being marketed right now, the pumps, the
1: hottest pumps on the market right now are the ones that you just stick in your bra and you don't have to do anything with. You just walk away. You just stick in your bra and you go about your day. And that is what people want now so that they can do 18 other things while they're pumping or else they won't be able to
0: pump. And and it's, a, yes, but it's also, a, yes, and it's expected. Right, it's that's like, the problem, it's expected. Do, how am I supposed to do all of these things at the same time? Oh, and then, you know, so then these companies are like, hey, well, I f- found this way for you to do all these things at the same time, and it's like, okay, great, except I shouldn't have to do all these things at the same damn time. Right, I exactly. should have to take care of my baby, pick up my baby and feed my baby. That's all I should have to do when I have a newborn. Mm-hmm. And no, we have to do all these other things. And it's like, who's profiting from us thinking that we need to do all these things? I'm not doing anything anymore until I stop and say, who profits from me thinking I need to do this? Do I actually need to do it? Or is some corporation making money off of me thinking I need to do it? You know? Because if somebody is somebody afraid I'm going to have too much free time on my hands and I'm going to threaten this establishment? Because that's what it is. Neon lights people control women. It's just like... It's unbelievable. And you know what? Anybody who doubts what I'm saying about marketing, uh, let's, I want to I show, just give a little example. Back in the day, smoking was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> you, anybody who was cool held a cigarette in their hands and they smoked. Right. And then all this research card coming out that people were dropping off like flies because they were smoking. Oh, my God. People are dying. It actually, turns out this is really bad for your health. People at cigarette companies went into the marketing room and they were like, shit, we have a problem. People are dying and they're gonna stop buying our cigarettes. And we they're gonna to sue us. Out, they're gonna sue us, yeah. And we need to figure out how we are going to, like, you know, keep selling cigarettes. You know, how we're gonna, like, cover up this information so that we don't start losing money. Mm-hmm. Well, enough time went on, enough information came out that, you know, f- first of all, cigarette companies convinced an entire nation that it was cool to smoke. And people did. Mm-hmm. Anyone who was cool, look at the posters, go back and look at movie posters from the early 1900s, the, the you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Um, and you will see people holding cigarettes. Yeah, go the, find a picture of James Dean not holding a cigarette. You can't. Right. Or the Marlboro man. The it Marlboro was a man. Thing. It, it was, was a whole thing. He was the guy to be. And then through another marketing campaign, it's not called a marketing campaign when it comes from a health, you know, from the (laughs) health side, it's called a whatever, but it's the exact same thing. We turned, and this is actually really impressive that this country did this, but we changed the culture of cigarette smoking in this nation. We swung it the other way that now if you see people smoking, you're like, oh, Can you imagine seeing somebody smoking in a bar? Oh, my God. No way. Now, smoking in bars was only ended. It didn't end that long ago. Mm -mm, I smoked in a bar up until midnight celebrating like, oh, my God, we're going to pretty soon tomorrow at midnight. The bar was like, you know, midnight, the the, the law changes. So smoke up because you have to put it out at midnight. And I sat there and I sucked on my cigarette Mm. until midnight and had my big celebration. And then it didn't... That was Illinois. And then Wisconsin came later. They didn't change until later. And I would go to Wisconsin. I would smoke in bars. And I felt like a freaking rebel. Yeah. I was like, this is insane. I can't believe we're smoking at bars. I am not that old. And I smoked on airplanes. Yeah. I remember people smoking in the mall, in the grocery stores. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just... I smoked yeah. at school. I smoked in the break room at school. That was in Amsterdam. But, but still, like this is how normal it was. Mm-hmm. And now... Not that long later, it is totally taboo. Yep. And that is how quickly and how powerful these things can be. And don't tell me that you're not affected by advertising and that, you know, this is, this is so much deeper than what you're, you know, what you choose to buy. It changes the culture, it changes norms, it changes ideas very fast, too. Mm-hmm.
1: We, like my son, is taking marketing classes in in college, and we were just actually we were just talking about this last night. It was it's really fascinating that this is like what we ended up being our our topic today because he came home from work and we were watching hockey, and he was talking about like this car commercial came on, and he was talking about how they were talking about this in their marketing class. How he goes, if you look at like a commercial for like say like a Chevy or something like that, those are like fun you know, people running around with their dog, jumping in the car, you know, like these fun commercials, family cars, all this stuff. He goes, but then if you see a commercial for like a very high end car, they're so serious, Mm -hmm. you know, like so serious and so dramatic. And so he goes, and my marketing teacher was talking about how, you know, that's marketed towards certain people and how, if you look at the area that you live in, Things are marketed towards people that live in certain areas, you know, like we live in the town we live in is pretty you know it's it's not like super high end like the rich part of you know our county or whatever, so we have the fast food chains and we have the you know the Chevy dealerships and stuff like that, but if you go half an hour forty five minutes down this, you know, down the street to another part of the county where it is very high-end and where a lot of expensive houses and everything's very expensive. They don't have fast food. They only have the BMW dealerships. You know, like things are geared towards where you live. Things are geared towards, you know, certain people. It's like that is how that is how dramatic marketing is. Like we kind of look at these commercials and we're like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, they're trying to get me to buy this product. But marketers It's this is like this is a big thing. It is a big, big deal. It's huge.
0: Yeah, this is I mean, like we were saying, this is this is a capitalist nation. We are consumers. It's 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 our religion, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's very. Yeah, it's very specified. It's very it's very influential. And we are set up. This system is set up for us to look to these, you know, to these norms that are created and to behave accordingly
1: i remember somebody telling me once that she saw formula commercials and i don't ever remember seeing a formula commercial but maybe i don't know whatever but somebody telling me she remembered seeing a formula commercial in the middle of the night now who's up in the middle of the night feeding their baby oh yeah Mm -hmm. Right?
0: right
1: and then you see this formula commercial you're tired and you're like god if i was just formula feeding my partner could get up and do this and i could still be in bed yeah you know, and, and how many times people like whenever you see a baby being given a bottle, it's never by the mom. Right. So it's like right. everybody. The, the reason why people tell me they want to give a bottle or they want to start supplementing is so somebody else can feed the baby. Like that. That is what is targeted. Oh, but if if you, you know, if you have something else for somebody else to feed, then somebody else can help you. They can feed the baby. Don't you want somebody else to feed the baby? You can do it this way. Like, there's just so much that is targeted towards these mothers. It's just, it's really, like you said, just undoable.
0: It is. And we're all so affected by it. So Mm -hmm. I would love to leave everybody with the idea that next time you feel like you are consumed with the desire to do something like, you know, I don't know, you're taking care of your kids, you're feeding your baby and you're like, oh my God, look how dirty the floor is. Look at all those dishes. Look at, you know, my kid's not eating very healthy today. Uh, healthy, you know, whatever that means. Right. Um, you know, think who profits from you thinking these things? Who profits from you feeling like you need to do these things? And is it really necessary? Because it this is a time to, oh, I want to say one more thing. <laughs> so I was reading these books by Glennon Doyle. Do you know who that is? She wrote Untamed and Love Warrior and oh, Carry cool. On Warrior. She's like amazing. Follow her on social media. She's like so badass. She, I read Untamed and Love Warrior just in the past couple of weeks. And she was talking about how the word crisis actually comes from, um, actually means, I don't know, you know, whatever the origin of words are. I don't know language Mm -hmm. like that, but it comes from the word sift. And so during a crisis, all of the unnecessary things fall away and you're left with just the necessary things. And so I don't think anybody would consider having a baby a crisis, but maybe we should. It's a crisis in a way. And there's things that are not necessary that can fall away. And what can you, what can you let fall away?
1: So maybe not having the baby is a crisis, but I would think that certainly making sure that that baby and that mom is protected and safe would be a crisis in the very beginning stages, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I don't see how that wouldn't
0: fit. Right. It does fit. It right. does fit. So it think absolutely of fits. All of you are, who are listening, we're talking to you. Yes you. You. Are you you know what what can you let fall away? What what is not necessary? What are some things you can let fall away? Go, you know, we need to be easier on ourselves. We need to let some things fall away. We need to realize that some of these expectations are not actually necessary. And what are the things that we can let fall away right now? Hey, I say a global pandemic is a crisis. Mhm. And we're in that right now. So what are some things that you can let fall away? Maybe not washing your hands and cleaning the doorknobs. Okay. So then do that if that's, you know, if.
1: But do it because you you want to do it, not because society tells you that's what you need to be doing with this specific cleaner, by the way.
0: Right. I mean, like, Like, you know, with a pandemic, you know, just wash your hands. Just do it. (laughs) Let's just wash our hands, you know. But, but you know, like, yeah, if you're thinking that, oh, my God, I really need to go in there and sterilize the floor, you know, I don't know, you think for you have to decide for yourself, what is what are some things that, that need that you think maybe somebody is profiting from me thinking I need to do this. And mm-hmm. like, maybe it's something that can just fall away. Right. For now, you know, certainly we let a lot of things fall away when we first have a baby.
1: Maybe we so need to learn. To that's all like that. I've got. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. See you next week, guys. See you next week. Bye.